Hallelujah. He's my comfort. And he always holds me close. Hallelujah. The song says, I am not alone. How many know today that you're not alone? In spite of what you may be going through, every now and again, you need reminding that you are not alone. And that the battle that you're fighting, it's not yours. It belongs to the Lord. The truth of the matter is victory has already been won. We're standing in and we're fighting from a position of victory. Now, it, it, it is when we look at life and, and, and we know how the story ends, there should be some comfort in knowing that in the end we win. There should be some comfort in knowing that in the end we win because we do win. Those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we win. So we fight from a position of victory, knowing that the battle has already been won. But we have to trust in him. We have to trust God. We have to trust the process that in the end it's going to work out for our good. It's going to work out in our favor. Those of us who love him, those of us who have been called according to his purpose, it will work out for our good. We thank God for our praise team. We thank God for all that have transpired thus far. We thank God for the intercessory prayer. We thank God for the praise team. We thank God for the words of encouragement, uh, words to live by from Pastor Todd's. We thank for the prayers that have already went forth, that have already gone forth. We truly believe that this is the day not only that the Lord has made, but this is the day that I will walk in victory. This is a day that I will be free from the things that have been holding me bound. Today is a day that we will be free. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to ask, if you will, we give honor to God, first of all, to all of you for being in the house of the Lord. Thank God for him being first in our lives, for allowing us to see another day. We thank God for Pastor Todd, Pastor Henry, and all others in the house today, visitors, members, and Christians, friends. We truly believe there is a word in the house for you on today. I'm going to ask, if you will, Bow with me briefly for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for all that have transpired thus far. We thank you, Lord God, for just being God. Lord, we thank you for your love, for your kindness, for your mercy, oh God. Lord God, we didn't deserve it, Lord God, and we don't deserve it. But because of who you are and because of your great love for us, Lord, you've given us another chance. You've given us another opportunity to make your name great in all the earth. You've given us another opportunity, Father God, to hear what the Spirit has to say to us, your people. And Father, I pray that the hearts and the minds of the people will be open to receive what the Word has for us, that we might be made better. Not leave in the manner in which we came, but leave having been made better, simply because the Word has went forth. And we said, yes, Lord, to your will. We said, yes, Lord, to your way. And Father God, we truly believe, oh God, that you have something special in store for us. It's in Christ Jesus' name we pray and we ask these things. And the church said amen. 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 Thank God again for all of you being in the house of the Lord one more time. It is the day that the Lord has made. I want to tell you this morning we started uh, a sermon last week, uh, two-part uh, uh, message, and uh, we did part one on last week, and we're going to do part two on this week, but I want to tell you before we get into that, that it is time for Christians to walk like Christians. It's time for Christians to look like Christians, to look like they are followers of Jesus Christ. It's time that our life patterns lined up 
with that of being a follower, of being a disciple. It's time that we stop making excuses for our sins and that we turn away from them and that we turn to God. It's time that we take a look in the mirror and say, Lord, is it I? Am I the one? Is it me that's walking in darkness? Today, today is the day that we will do a self-examination. To do a self-examination, that means the study of one's own self. Look at yourself. Don't look at your neighbor. We say look at your neighbor, but today we're saying look at you. Look at your own behavior. Look at your own motivations. Look at the things that motivates you day in and day out and determine, Lord, is it I? Is it I that's walking in darkness? Is it I that's living in darkness? Is it I that's being controlled by the culture? Is it I, Lord God, is it me that's walking in darkness? Amen. Now then. We're going to look at the same verse because you didn't get it last week. We're going to look at John chapter 8, verse 12. You didn't get it all last week, so we're going to go there again. John chapter 8, verse 12. And if you remember last week, I talked about Pastor Todd's back in the day. You know, people stood. They stood as the word was being read in reverence to the word of God. So I'm going to ask you to stand. You're not just standing for me, but you're standing in the presence of God. Though he's here, you can not see him, but he is here. His presence is here. So we stand in reverence of him this day, just as we did on last Sunday. We stand in the presence of God and we say, John chapter 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life in him. My brothers and sisters, I would like to use for this time, from darkness to light. Last time it was come out of darkness, but today it is from darkness to light. From darkness to light. We talked about last time, and if you remember, uh, uh, we talked about uh, uh, how can we uh, uh, pull the speck out of our brother's eye when we have a beam, a, a log, if you will, in our own eye. And so today, what I want to, to tell you, we're doing a self-examination today. I'm looking at me. I'm looking at my life. I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm asking myself these questions as we go through this message. Don't look at your neighbor. It's you that I want you to look and be able to answer this question because you know why when we can answer the question for ourselves and know that we have lined up and we're in alignment with the will of God with the word of God guess what then we're better able to help our brothers when you have addressed your own you and you will be righteous in your assessment and you'll then be better able to help your brother and your sister address their own sins but first you have to address yours you have to make a correct assessment of yourself be sure that you're in right alignment that you're walking and you're talking in right relationship with God and then you'll be I have not done those things, then it would, I would get you to say that. Because I have not taken a deep look in my own life to see that I have some thoughts. And if I got to tell you, all of us have Yesterday in our, our men's group, we were discussing, you know, things that, that, that we went through from our childhood and so I'm going to tell you that all of us suffer from some type of childhood no matter no matter who you are how much education you, you have how many uh, degrees you have uh, behind your name you all all of us suffer from some type of trauma because we are in this now then when we look at our own life we look at our own sins And 
we're also able to make a right assessment. That is, let us try to find out why it is that my brother or my sister is addicted to this and that. Why is it that the man is having an affair on his wife? The wife is having an affair on her husband? Why is it that the father is abusive to his children? Why is it that the father is abusive to his wife? The husband abusive to his wife? Why is it that the wife talked down to her husband, disrespectful to her husband? Why is it that we'll sleep around, but we don't want to hook up and get married? But we'll sleep around, but we don't want to get married. Why is it that we allow these things to hold us captive? These things to keep us in darkness? Could it be, could it be because there is something that has not So we need to make a correct and I want to tell you today that none of us are exempt from this because the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That is, all of us have sinned by nature and that I don't care who your mother was or who your father was, we all have sinned and fallen short. That is, we fail, we, we, we miss the mark. Why? Because it is a part of our DNA. No matter how hard you try, I can remember back, 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 not that long ago when I was just a young man, and I can remember, I said to myself, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be like them. I'm not going to be like those over there. But then I heard, I heard what Paul said, when I, when I would do good, when I would do good, evil is present. Because guess what? That that I would not do is that that I find myself doing. It's not that I want to do it, but it's the evil that is within me that causes me to do the things that I would not do. So what that tells me, no matter how much I try, how hard I try to be good, guess what? Being good is not part of who I am. Because the only perfect one, the only good one was sent from above. He came to pay the price for not only me, but for your sin and but for my sins. But guess what? In order for me to benefit from what he did, I have to be willing to accept the fact that I am a sinner. I have to be willing to admit that I have sinned and that I have fallen short. Even on my best day, I've sinned and I've fallen short. I have to be willing to admit in order, guess what? In order for you to get help, the first thing you have to do is be willing to admit that you have a problem. You have to be willing today as you do your self-examination, as you look in the mirror and you look at yourself, you say, Lord, there are some things in my life that I need changing. There are some things in my life that I do that I don't want to do. There are some times that I open my mouth and words come out that I wish they didn't come out. But Lord, I understand today that I need your help. I need your help. Because I understand that if I keep going the way that I'm going, there's a verse for you. It says in Romans 6 23, for the wages of sin is death. Guess what? But the gift of God is eternal life. And what that says is that when sin is done with you, when sin is done with you, there comes a time when you must pay the price for what you did. Guess what? But there is a gift from God that's available to all that's willing to accept it. It's a free gift, a gift of forgiveness. But guess what? First, you got to admit that I have a problem, that I have a sin problem, that guess what? In, in sin, my mother uh, my mother uh, conceived me in sin. Why? It Because it's a part of the DNA. It's a part of who you and I am. This body of flesh wants its own way, wants to do what it wants to do, like what it likes, regardless or not whether it's approved by God or not. My brothers and sisters, you got to understand that the wages of sin is death. Not the physical death that you're thinking of, that too. But there is a spiritual death in that there is separation between me and God. There's separation as believers, we say that we're believers is we're not careful. We'll continue to go down that road of sin. We continue to go down that road of sin until one day you look up and you're a long way from home. You're a long way from where you started. One of the things that hold us hostage is our mind. We're guilty most of us, if not all of us, of every now and then, 
begin to hear gossip. Gossip is that sin that uh, brings or bears bad news about other people behind their back. We talk about them behind their back not to build them up. There's the ability to be able to rightly judge when we're walking in the light. Many times we hear some horrible stories on the news. I heard one last week. Uh, I guess it may have happened last week, but there was a young lady that was at a club, at a party or something, and, and there was some shooting going on, shooting over here, shooting over there. important that we understand the Bible teaches us that walking in darkness, guess what, means we're living in sin. So if I could write notes, walking in darkness means that we're living in sin and we're doing ungodly things 
Some of us are walking in darkness because there's a spirit of rebellion upon us. There's a spirit of disobedience on us. See, this is how you know. These are the signs. We talk about discernment. So when I see disobedient children, disrespectful children, rebellious children, rebellious adults, disobedient adults, people who uh, are defiant uh, to the will of God, to the word of God, people who are resistant to the word of God. We're ever hearing, we're ever learning, but we're never putting it to practice, putting it into practice. We're not doing what the word says. We come to church to get better, to know what the will of God is. We spend hours laboring, praying, fasting over the word of God to be able to present to you so that you will know the difference between light and darkness so that you as a child of God would not be deceived by the evil one. The Bible tells you and I that we cannot have fellowship with God or with one another if we're walking in darkness. That's how come I can be in church and I got a sister over to the left or over to the right. I'm not speaking to. I'll go when we do uh, fellowship with one another, but I'm not going in her direction. I can have a brother sitting over to the left or to the right of me, but I got a problem with him. So I'm going to go to everybody else, but I'm not going to him. Can I tell you, you're walking in darkness. No matter how many flips you can do, how much you can shout how much you can dance you're walking in darkness when we cannot have fellowship with one another jesus said by this will men know you are my disciples if you have love for one another now guess what i can imagine in my mind that some of the disciples may have been upset with peter for some of the things that he did but guess what jesus taught them to have love for one another i can imagine in my mind can you pastor Todd, i don't know about you but if someone betrayed me openly betrayed me they they said they didn't know me at a time that I needed someone. I needed someone to stand up for me. I don't know if I, we could be friends ever again. I don't know if I could have conversation with that person again. But guess what? Jesus forgave Peter. He prayed for him. Jesus knew for him. Loopcommunity.com Peter is not the only one because the others, they left. They all scattered and left. But guess what? When Jesus was resurrected, guess what? What did he tell Mary? Go tell Peter. Go tell the other brethren and Peter too to meet me. I'll see y'all in Galilee. Jesus forgave. He didn't just say it. He demonstrated it. You and I as brothers and sisters, if we got all against one another, we should be loopcommunity.com to go to one another and talk about our differences we make amends and we move forward. That's if we're Christians. That's if we're walking in the light. But if we're walking in darkness, guess what? We won't have fellowship with one another. The Bible also tells us that we as children of God should walk in the light as God is light. And it tells us that Loop we community.com and avoid the deeds of darkness. It was cold, man. That's hot. I thought I was going to be good today to wear my coat, but I had to take it off. I want y'all to get this. This is what I saw. It says, if we're walking in the light, we are to expose and avoid the deeds of darkness. Loopcommunity.com Take the cover off. You bring it to light. You make it visible. When we talk about the difference between light and darkness and we talk about the patterns and the customs of the world and those who, who live a life of sin as a believer I need to know if I'm doing something that's not pleasing to God I need to know I need to know well I'm glad you said you need to know so write down these two verses you can go to them at a later time for the sake of time I'm not going to read all of it first John uh, 1 and 7 Ephesians chapter 5 uh, 11 through 12, it explains what I just said. We are to walk in the light as God is in the light and to expose and avoid the deeds of darkness. And when you and I do that, we're also promised that the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse us from all sin. Did you get that? All sin. That means I don't have to live a lifestyle or practice sin. The blood of Jesus can cleanse me, but it won't work for you if you don't confess it. Self-examination. That's why we're doing self-examination. The light, 1 John 1, 5 says, the light shines in darkness. 
darkness has not overcome. So if light is shining on my sin, shining on my situation, guess what? Darkness can't make it disappear. I have to make a decision to walk away from the light. Light's not going to leave. I have to move away from it. So you and I today, we have to make a decision that I'm going to move from darkness. I'm going to move to the light, and I'm going to stay in the light. Now, we talk about people say, well, don't condemn me. Don't condemn me. Don't condemn me. John 3, 19 through 21. I didn't condemn you. You condemned yourself because light came into the world and it says men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds shout we can dance together you know the only thing I did I held your hand so that you wouldn't fall but I couldn't tell you how God helped me to get over that situation that I've been struggling with but guess what we put everything else ahead of that and this is how we know we're still walking in darkness it says for everyone practicing evil hates the light does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. There are some things you're walking in, some things you're allowing in your life. If you came to everything that God made available for you, it's going to be exposed. It's going to be exposed. But if you come only to hear a, a feel-good sermon, guess what? There's a good chance that you won't get it. You won't get it. Or you'll think that's for somebody else. That's And gone tomorrow. It's time. It's time for us to stop making excuses. It's about I said I would do it, and but then I do it when I feel like it, and then when I don't feel like it, I don't do it. But if God treated us the same way that we treat Him, that we treat His house, then where would you and I be? But He's a loving God. He's a He's a forgiving God, and He loves you today. He wants you to understand today that I came that you might have life, have an abundant life, live an abundant life, not live a life of defeat, not live a life of lack, but a life of plenty. Simply because you acknowledge me as being your Father, I will withhold no good things from you. So today, I'm asking you to come out completely out of the darkness. How long? will you be between two opinions if God be God serve him if Satan be your God then keep on serving him 
But he who does truth come to the light, that his deeds may clearly be seen that they have been done in God. Pastor, we talked about something yesterday, and that stayed on my mind, stayed in my spirit. And what it was, the question was, why is it that we're, we're, we're the most uncommitted religion as Christians than some of the other religions, Muslims, Mormons, Buddhists, Catholics, they're more dedicated than we are. That stayed, you know, and, and, it's, and it still bothers me because it bothered you yesterday. Lack of accountability. There's a lack of accountability in the church, in the Christian church. The reason why there's a lack of accountability, Pastor Todd, is because we're walking in darkness in that area. Because we're disobedient. We're not obeying. One of the things that we love about Christianity is that we're free from a lot of rules and regulations. There is speeding signs posted all up and down wherever you go on what the speed limit is. You got a problem with the speed limit, Pastor? Yeah, I don't have no problem with it. If you're walking in obedience, you have no problem with the rule. You only have a problem with the rule when you want to do what you want to do. The rule was put there for safety reasons. Safety for you and safety for the other person. The word of God was given to us for our protection. We preach the word, we teach the word for your protections. So you beautiful young ladies on the front line can grow up to be beautiful young women and mothers. For you young men to grow up to be handsome gentlemen, fathers. But when we decide I don't want that rule. I don't want to obey that. I don't want to do that because I want to do what I want to do. Then we have what we have today. If we were a church that had a lot of rules, strict rules, we might have fewer in number, but we would have a committed bunch. And they would do what they promised to do. They will be here when we're supposed to be here. They will be on post when they're supposed to be on post. Think about it. Can't do that on your job. Can't come when you want to. Can't be late all the time. Can't say I'm not going to do this. Why? Because you'll be let go. Can I tell you something? There's coming a time. When those who are walking in disobedience, they're going to be let go. There's coming a time. And this is why I want y'all to get this as children of God. There's coming a time when that sin you keep dabbling in, keep doing over and over after God tells you to stop. He's going to turn you over. When you look at some of the stuff that's going on in our world and you wonder, man, what? The Bible tells you he'll turn them over because they no, no longer want to acknowledge God as being God. God turns them over to do those things. So it's no surprise, but guess what? If you don't know what the word of God says, you'll be deceived into thinking it's okay. But there's coming a time, y'all, when it's going to be stopped. Whenever you die, that's the end for you. Some people are looking for signs, but if we read and we study the word, we find out that there is no signs given other than 
the same thing that happened in the days of Noah. People are going to be doing everything they're doing just like they're doing now. They're going to be drinking. They're going to be partying. They're going to be marrying. They're going to be having babies. They're going to be good time, and They're going to be doing all that stuff. And then suddenly, it happens. That's how it's going to be. So today, I'm asking you, as you sit there and you examine yourself, Lord, where am I? in my Christian walk because just like the porch light is on, is left on to welcome the traveler back home the light is on for you today to come back home so Lord I've messed up I've been limping along I've been half stepping but today I'm looking at me and I made a decision that I'm going to turn to you, Lord, because I know my only hope is in you. There's hope in Jesus today, but you got to be willing to accept it. Come on back home. Come out of darkness. Come all the way in. Stop half stepping because it's not going to work. And I want you to jot this down if you're taking notes. You cannot adopt a non-Christian lifestyle and think that you will have an inheritance in heaven. I'm going to say that again. You cannot adopt a non-Christian lifestyle and think that you will have an inheritance in heaven. Read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3 through 7. The culture of today is all form of immorality, wickedness, evil corruption, sexual perversion. We, you and me, as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, are called and commanded to not let the culture set the standards by which you and I live. We as believers, you and me, have been called by God to be set apart. Today, and I'm going to ask everyone to stand. Today, if you're walking in darkness, it's time to come into the light. Walk in the light. God is calling us out of darkness. God is calling us out of darkness and step into the light. Step into the light. For light and darkness cannot coexist. Come out of the place of immoral behavior. Come out of that place of hopelessness. Come out of that place of despair into the blessed hope of Jesus Christ. As you're standing, I'm going to ask, is there one that would come Said, Lord, this is for me. I needed this today because I, I've been struggling in, the, in some area of my life, and I'm saying this is not about me being lost, but it's about me being lost. Not lost for salvation, but lost in my walk. I've lost my way because I've been trying to be on both sides because I didn't want to lose friendship with the world, but. Be friends with the world is in the enmity towards God, which means you're God's enemy. You, you, you can't be between two. You have to make a decision. But if you're ready to make that decision today, I ask you to come forth. Come forth at this time. Because the light, the light is present. It's here to help you so that you're not doing this alone. Man. We talked about it yesterday, how for most of my life, I felt like I was alone as a man, trying to do the will of God, trying to, 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 to be a good father, trying to be a good husband. But I found out 
that I was never alone. The day that I decided to give Jesus my hand was the day that he became my father. As we sit and we talk, talking about the men, we talk about things that we went through and that we endured from our childhood. Oftentimes, misunderstood, mistreated because you were different. Picked on because you were alone, because you didn't have older brother or sisters they thought that they had to worry about, so you were picked out to be picked on. And then we experience what most ladies experience at one point in time, another rejection. Oftentimes, rejection is started at home where mom and daddy, one of them or both of them told you you're nothing and you'll be nothing. You're nobody. And all you was was just a child trying to figure life out. And then we step into the world and we're told all sorts of things, all sorts of lies from the enemy. And because we are broken, we get hooked up with a broken young lady. And together, you're two broken people struggling and straining and trying to figure life out. And so we are told that if you want to experience what real love is, then you hook up intimately. What I want to tell you, young people, is that when you do that and you're not married, you open yourself up for attack from the enemy. Not what I heard, what I know. Oftentimes, men, some of us were taken advantage of by a very promiscuous young lady, beautiful to the eyes, death to the soul. But we didn't know what we were getting into because it was a trap. But that same trap for you and I has been there for them all alone. But I want to tell you today, young ladies, if you are a victim or if you're currently in that situation, you need to be in line too. Because there's healing. There's healing here for you today. That's what this is about. There's, there's healing for you today. Some of us can't get in relationships because we've got baggage from our past. We can't stay in relationships. We don't know how to be godly men. We don't know how to be godly women because we got this baggage that we brought into our relationships. We're bringing into our relationship. Some of us have brought it into our marriage, and so we got problems. But it didn't start with her. It didn't start with him. You had them already. They're just being exposed because you're trying to live for the Lord. So before I pray, one last time, I know there are some ladies out there that need some help. If you don't come on your own, I'll call you out. Because I know. I don't know what it is, but I know there's hurt. I can feel it. I can look at you and tell you that you got it. You got it. When you wonder why I keep doing the same thing over and over and I can't seem to shake it, and he has you, he has you bound, but God came to free you. But you can only be free if you're willing to accept that he doesn't force himself off of you. But sometimes, y'all, that's the beauty of being in a church. Sometimes we need that support. Sometimes we need just a little nudge. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And so for us as ministers, preachers, and teachers, the Holy Spirit will use us to give you a little nudge through the Word. It's a daughter, son, you come. It's a beautiful thing. I don't know if y'all noticed, but the men came first. 
that's the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to lead. But ladies, in order for us to lead, you got to be willing to submit so that we can lead in a godly manner, in a godly way, in a godly fashion. Amen? All right. So everyone, join hands to the person that's next to you. Got it back there. I didn't even have to tell you. Yeah, I did. Caleb, I guess you're going to have to come down and join hands with Key because she can't be left alone. See, they got an argument already. He's not listening. All right. Let's bow our heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus. As we stand as men and women, gather together, Father, with our hands, Lord, join hands with our neighbor, with our brother, with our sister. Father, I pray right now that you would look down upon the hearts and the minds of your people. Father, you said in your word you came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will touch every heart and every mind. First lady, you had to stop. Where are you at? I need you to come up here. This is for us too. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we stand hand in hand as you penetrate this room you go into our heart and you see that area where we've been hurt Lord you see the scars the heartache the disappointment, the time that we were used and abused, the time that we were let down and disappointed, the time that others rejected us, the times that others walked away from us, the time that we went through abuse in our home talked about and mistreated by those we love as our parents, those we looked up to, those that walked away, walked away from us that were our earthly mother and our earthly father. The struggles that we went through trying to figure life out on our own. And Father, because of that, when we came and we gave our life to you, Father God, because we didn't have a, a godly mother or godly father, we didn't know how we were to respond to you. When you cast your love upon us, oh God, and you told us, no, don't go that way, but go that way, Father. When we walked in disobedience, Father, we didn't understand and know, Father, it was for our good that you sheltered us, that you protected us, Lord God, from doing some of the things, oh God, that we wanted to do. And God, today we stand here to thank you for preserving us, oh God, for keeping us, oh God, when we went left, oh God, when you told us to go right, oh God. Father, we know, Lord God, today that the enemy desired to destroy us, oh God, but because of your mercy, because of your love, because of your kindness, oh God, Lord, you spared our life, oh God. And Lord, today we're able, oh God, to testify of your goodness, oh God, and to know, Lord God, that you never left us, nor did you forsake us, oh God. And Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, oh God, that the spirit of darkness, oh God, that have been hanging over our head, Father, I claim right now, this day, Lord God, that the sun will shine. The sun will shine again, 
beginning, oh God. Just as you created us, oh God. From the beginning, oh God, Lord God. We were blameless. We were spotless, oh God. Lord God, we have not, Lord God, been stained by the world, oh God. Lord, I claim today, Father God, as we stand here as men, oh God. Lord, we ask as David did to create in us, oh God, a right spirit, oh God. Clean us up, oh God. Give us a new heart, oh God. A heart like yours, oh God, that we can be godly men, godly fathers, godly husbands, oh God. We can be a shining light, a shining example to the young men, oh God, to mentor them, oh God, to show them the way, Father God. Lord God, as you're showing us the way. And I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, for all of our ladies, for the wives, oh God, for the single women, oh God, for all that are present, oh God. Father, I pray right now you will bring healing to their lives as well, oh God. Father, we ask right now in the name of Jesus, on the behalf of all men, oh God, who's ever hurt any of them, Father, we ask for forgiveness for them, oh God. And Father, we ask right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, you will heal her, oh God. Heal her, oh God. Lord God, that she can be a godly wife, oh God. Heal her, oh God, that she can be a godly woman for you, oh God. Father, I claim right now in the name of Jesus, oh God, bring us out of darkness, oh God. Bring us into your marvelous light, oh God. Let your light shine on us, oh God. The light from heaven, oh God. Let it shine on our situation. Let it shine on our situations, oh God. Let it shine, oh God, on our circumstances, oh God. Father, I claim right now, Lord, you'll touch our minds. Lord, free our minds, oh God, that we can love, oh God. Free our minds, oh God, that we can forgive, oh God. Free our minds, oh God, that we can walk, Lord God, as children, oh God, oh God. No longer walking in darkness, no longer being pulled from the left, oh God, to the right, oh God. But Lord, we can walk upright before you, oh God. Not because of who we are, but because of who you are. And Father, we want to thank you for it right now. Father, as we lift up our hands, oh God, to give you praise, to give you honor, to give you glory. Lord, we thanking you for it in advance. We thanking you for it in advance, Lord God. Let it be done. Let it be done, Father, as we praise you, as we glorify your name, Father. Lord God, this is our prayer. This is our petition up toward heaven way, oh God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, as we prepare, Father God, to take communion on this day, Father, let us examine ourselves, O oh God, that we can walk up right before you. And Lord, as we examine ourselves, if there's anything in our lives that's not like you, Father, I claim right now in the name of Jesus, when we prepare to partake of this communion, oh God, Father, it'll be like the blood, oh God, when we drink the juice, oh God, it'll be just like the blood that's covering our sins, oh God, from the top of our heads to the sole of our feet. And God, we'll give you praise, we'll give you honor, and we'll give you glory for it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. Amen, amen, amen.